Hi, this is Adina here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of courage to be curious. And this is the final episode on the Niyama that we've been looking at in the month of September called Tapas or Self-Discipline. And we've been talking all month about like what the nature of self-discipline is. And I just want to have bring a little capstone to it perhaps with a little antidote from Deborah Adele. And also, you know, how do we prepare ourselves to be able to experience the full depth of tapas? And so in the book, The Yamas and the Niyamas, Deborah Adele shares about the teacher, spiritual teacher, Ram Das, and his teachings about the jewel of tapas. And she talks about the time in his life when he experienced a debilitating stroke. And of course, something he never expected to happen to him, as of course, none of us ever expect debilitating medical things to happen to us, or even other kinds of things that arise in our lives. Like, I always chuckle to myself when I either hear myself utter or someone else utter like, this just wasn't a good time for X and such to get sick, or this just wasn't a good time for you know X and such to fall apart, right? Well, when is it ever a good time? Would we ever schedule that on our calendar, you know, if we had the option to do so? It's always a bad time for something we don't expect that feels negative to happen to us to happen to us. So yes, he had a stroke, something he never expected to happen to him. And in this space, he found a new opportunity for himself and for others as he began to wrestle with the possibilities of aging. And aging, and this you know, podcast is not really about aging, but you know, aging is one of those things as our bodies start to change and as functionality changes just because there's the natural course of what often happens to the body over time that we can get really demoralized about. We can have great resistance to, um, and particularly when it comes with limitation or illness or something like that. And, you know, this was Ram Dass's response to it. He chose to speak of his experience uh, as being stroked by God rather than having a stroke. Being stroked by God rather than having had a stroke. And he termed the phrase fierce grace to speak of this experience of having been burned by the fire of divine love. And, you know, those of us who are on our journey as spiritual practitioners, you know, we can listen to this and just, I mean, it can almost send us really like, how do you, like, are you kidding me? And how, how can you get there? How can you see it that way? And especially when we know oftentimes what the effects of a stroke or other, you know, things that might befall us can be. And, you know, whether we think we could never get there or we think, oh my gosh, what is it that enables someone to take an experience such as a stroke and be able to flip the experience of it, the understanding, the vantage point on it from one of something that has been negative, something that's hurt us, something that's happened to us, to a moment of grace of having been stroked by God rather than having had, in this case, a stroke. And when I think about all of spiritual practice and I think about the yamas and the niyamas and all of the reason that we're doing this and, you know, the sharing last week about 
the practices of the spiritual, I don't know, I so recently saw a t-shirt that says spiritual gangsters, these spiritual gangsters who sat in the winter with cold water pouring down their backs for three hours a day for 45 days or sat in a circle of heat in the summer for three hours a day for 45 days. You know, like, why are we doing that? What are we burning away? And it's, you know, all of our frailties and it's all of our resistances and it's all of these things that would stand in the way of our choosing a perspective and even having a conditioning for a perspective of I was stroked by God rather than I had a stroke. And, you know, Ram Das, he's a great teacher, right? <laughs> he's, a, he's a major spiritual master. You know, many of us are very, very far from that. But I think it really gives us the idea of self-discipline is that Self-discipline is a practice that is cultivated over time, right? Like over time, a lifetime, whatever it is that we are choosing as our disciplines, it's because the unexpected is always going to be unexpected. And our capacity to be able to respond in those moments with something other than fear, demoralization, victimization, you know, being completely thrown off track is what we're cultivating in the times when those things are not happening. Because if we don't cultivate them during the other times, they simply won't be available to us in these moments. And it's interesting how many of us can have a practice that like, you know, we want to, we think about how hard we're going to work when a crisis might happen, but we don't think about what we have, like our discipline during the intervening times, but it's that discipline in the intervening times that actually burns away the fears and the impulses such that when these moments happen, the presence and the capacity to be available for something like I have been stroked by God is available to us. Um, the next thing that she talks about, which I love too, and I just, you know, I have to put this in there, in here, which is, you know, there's a bumper sticker which states, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And, you know, it's interesting because in a sense, a crisis is many of us um, see crises as things that are bad that happen to us. And if we think about it from a spiritual perspective, and I like to say an energetic perspective, it's almost like a crisis comes as a shifting of the energy, pushing us toward a possibility of something that we would never push ourselves toward of our own volition. We like to be comfortable. We like to be in the ease and the flow. And even though our brains like novelty, we like it within a certain comfort zone. We would not push ourselves into the hardest places on our own. It's just not our nature. And so when we think about crisis, we think about the things that don't go the way we thought they were going to go, don't go the way we want them to go, that feel really challenging at every single level of our being, isn't it those very things that sort of push us in the growing spaces? And of course, then becomes the question of, do I want to harness this crisis for a moment of growth? Or do I want to let it waste it and fall into a place of victimization? And that's always our choice. It's always our choice, and yet the practice of tapas, of self-discipline, is the one that prepares us to be able to meet it as a moment of grace. 
to be able to mean it as an instructive opportunity in our lives. So this is our, the invitation, right? You know, this is our wrap up of tapas is, you know, what are we really committed to? And our, how deep is this commitment to the spiritual path that we are on? And so, you know, to break this down into a smaller thing is, what if in this coming week, we just looked at any moment, look, we have them all the time, any moment of something not working out. You know, even just this morning, I got, you know, a text from somebody changing a plan on me that I thought had been set for a long time. And, you know, I could feel myself, I could feel myself feeling angry, I could feel myself feeling disappointed, I could feel myself, you know, initially wanting to conjure up negative thoughts about, you know, this person who had just changed the plans that I thought had been set for a long time. And, you know, then came the moment of grace, like I could be in that I could allow myself to continue in that feeling. Or I could see what is the opportunity that lies here if these plans are no longer going to happen. This is a small one. It's not a major crisis, it's a small crisis. But we practice with the small stuff, so we're ready for the big stuff, right? And so in every moment of disappointment, every moment of frustration, you know, there is always a flip side to it. There's always a flip side to it. And in tapas, or in our self-discipline, we are preparing ourselves to be able to to find that moment of turning. And so I invite you in this week to look for even the small things. You know, you forgot your lunch at home that day, the one that you had spent hours preparing, what's the opportunity? Maybe it was to go to lunch with somebody that, you know what, you've really been thinking about doing and you hadn't picked up the opportunity to do yet. Or, you know, get that flat tire, whatever, but that moment to allow yourself to be assisted by somebody and, you know, or even to slow down and pause and take a few deep breaths on the side of the road that you wouldn't have captured had you been rushing to where you were going. Whatever it is, what if we didn't see things as bad or as problems, but we saw these as moments of grace that perhaps we would have missed had not the small crisis or the disappointment or the frustration, you know, presented us the opportunity to look at it another way. So thank you for journeying with me this month as we've been talking about tapas. And as we go into October, we are going to move into talking about Svadhyaha. And Svadhyaha as the discipline of self-study. All of this is really a discipline of self-study, isn't it? But we're going to go more de delve more deeply into that. So thank you for listening. If you are not signed up for our new newsletter and would like to make sure that you get the top of the month newsletters, which introduce the, the next month that we're journeying together, plus other teachings and other things going on with Courage to be Curious, go to couragetobecurious.com backslash podcast and you can sign up there. Um, and I look forward to being back with you next month.